Hey, thanks for joining me today to the Faith Film Fan Podcast. This is your place to go to find out all the skinny on the latest movies and Christian movies and things coming into theaters and, you know, one place to go, one-stop shop to know what's what's happening. And so today we're talking uh, to my guest is Christian Kelly. She's the producer, content director, and writer of the movie The Journey. It's going to be in theaters starting uh, April 2nd, going to be in for that week. Uh, music special with uh, Andrea Bocelli. And uh, Christian, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks. It's great being with you today. So I'm talking to you. You're in Oklahoma, Tulsa. I am. Yes. Buckle of the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about uh, you do some stuff with uh, Impact Productions and and uh, working with TBN in there. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing and how you got involved with TBN and what you're doing with, with Impact there in, in Tulsa. Yeah. So I work for Impact Productions. I've been here about seven years now. We have a really great team of writers, producers, content directors, and um, we do everything from film to documentaries to television series. Um, we've worked with Mike Rowe recently on several of his uh, new projects. Um, we have a couple projects coming out, Bear Grylls and a few others. So we are very, we have a lot of uh, our hands in a lot of different things, and it just makes it really exciting. So Tulsa, Oklahoma, I mean, that that isn't normally you think of your, your, your film uh, mecca. You don't think Tulsa when I think no. film mecca. You know, I mean, uh, how how is that? You know, I know Tulsa, I know Oklahoma is trying to be film friendly with some tax incentives. Talk a little bit about that, about being in Tulsa and what's happening there. Yeah. So honestly, we have started to be a lot more competitive in that area uh, where the rebates are concerned. We're trying to um, get to the point where we can compete with Georgia and different uh, states like that. Yeah, every every year we kind of look back at it again and see how we can compete more. We, you know, we had Tulsa King here uh, last year and um, we've done a lot of other big movies here. So yeah, we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. So on the journey, you're listed as a producer, content director, and a writer. First off, can you, can you define for me what a content director is? What's that? Yes. So uh, for this particular situation, um, I came up with the idea of the conversations and the um, the topics that would be talked about on the road. I worked with which artists would be uh, involved in the journey that would meet up with Andrea along the, the trail. Um, so and then everything from that to all the way to the end with editing, what it looked like, how it was crafted. And, and writer and uh, and producer. What what was your role as producer on this? What 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 kind of what was a kind of a day-to-day look like for that on this project? Um, for the production from the very beginning, I got in on the, the front end of crafting how this would look, um, working with the different crews. Um, I was actually on the road for 21 days with Andrea. So I was in a car following uh, the trail and listening in on headsets, what was being said with a translator, writing notes, figuring out you know what this is going to look like. Because it really was a an organic type of film where it just came together as the conversations uh, developed. So um, yeah, so it, it, I did all of that. And then I was in the edit room um, months and months on it <laughs> to crafting it, to, to get it to where it is today. So yeah, even, even um, thoughts on how the music should come together. So. Yeah, there's lots of music in it, lots and lots of music in it. And um, you know, Andrea Bocelli, of course, singing and, some beautiful locations in Italy. So for those who you know haven't seen it, it's a he's on Andrea Bocelli is on horseback, which is first off, you know, he's blind and he's riding a horse. You know, it's kind of 
wow. And he's with his wife and some other people. And so they're taking this journey through Italy. Uh, it's a kind of a religious journey, you know, and, um, and on the way in between different, these beautiful locations and churches and different places they're at, they'll, they'll sing a song and there'll be different people there with him who sing different singers involved. I know Michael W. Smith is in it and Tori Kelly and Tarn Wells. The scenery is so beautiful. It's like, okay, I got to go to Italy, man. So talk to me about that. What was that like 21 days and seeing probably some of the most beautiful parts of the world, you know, and you're hanging out going, I'm getting paid to do this. What a job. <laughs> no, honestly, it was such a dream job. Like it, it's one of those things where you're so exhausted. I mean, it just is nonstop. But at the same time, I just had to sometimes stop and pinch myself and be like, hey, this is amazing. Like the fact that I'm here and I'm almost like when, even with the concerts, it's almost like you're sitting in a private concert with one of the most famous tenors in the, well, the most famous tenor in the world at this point. Um, and these incredible artists in locations that you almost cannot believe. We, we did one, it's in a 3000 year old amphitheater. It was incredible. And another one, it was like a, a cathedral um, with no roof. So you're just like under the heavens. I mean, it's just Really, when you when anyone watches this film, they're really not even going to believe some of the scenery. So, talk to me about then how did you how did you get your start? How did you get into filmmaking? How did you know what what led to that? And how did you get here? Yeah, yeah. So um, I went to school. I went to uh, Oral Roberts University for broadcast journalism. I thought I was going to go in the news arena, and um, just personally decided that the messages we were sending out were not the messages I wanted to send into the world. And so kind of did a, a, I pulled back and just some self-reflection and what do I really want to do? Um, did a little bit of time in working with um, youth and young adults and some ministry situations. And um, God eventually led me back to working in film and television and um, just really opened up some doors through impact production in particular, but a, a couple other situations. And uh where I felt like what the messages that I really wanted to portray on hope and family and, and just bringing good things into the world. Like I finally had the opportunity to do that because I feel like we live in a, in a society that we're constantly focusing on the negative where there's so much tension. There's so much in the world that you could focus on. That's the negative. And I feel like we need hope. We need to be putting messages out there that bring life. You know, there's a scripture I love in First John. It says that um, in the darkness came a great light, and the darkness cannot overcome it. In John, uh, in the in the darkness came a great light, and the darkness cannot overcome it. And I think we are called to bring a light into the darkness. We're called through what we produce to bring light into this world. And so, yeah, having the opportunity to do that has been really incredible. And then how did Impact Productions connect with TBN? Because I know you guys did it, the Andre Bocelli, you had a Christmas special. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I helped write and produce that one as well. You yeah. Um, yeah. So TBN has been a great partner to work with. You know, they really have the same vision we do to bring um, positive messages into the world. And so they've connected with us um, on several different projects, whether it's a series with Max Licato or, um, you know, the Andrea Bocelli project, however they can get the gospel message out into the world. Like they really have a heart to do that. And they are not afraid to be really creative with that. Like they, they, you know, TBN has changed a lot in the last number of years as well, where they really feel like 
whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus. Like that's what they want to do. And they know they realize that it has to look different than it used to. Um, and so I really feel like they've done a, a really excellent job in making that happen through the projects that they've invested in recently. So Andrea, Andrea Bocelli, of course, has so many fans, uh, Christian and non-Christian, you know, it doesn't matter what your faith is, uh, what you believe. So how do you, how do you navigate that? Cause I noticed, um, in this, you, you know, he's in churches, he's praying that he's in a, a Catholic church, he's meeting the Pope, but there's not a lot of explicit Jesus being mentioned. And so, you know, how do you, how do you communicate this? We want to reach out to you with the gospel you know, in a way that is uh, attractive, you know, without being preachy, you know, in your thoughts and putting that together, putting this project together, knowing you're going to, you're going to talk to a vast group of people as the content director, how did you manage that content and in, in the way that was presented, edited and, and communicated? Yeah. You know, I heard a pastor say one time, uh, someone asked them, you know, well, how do you talk to non-Christians? You know, and he goes, the same way you talk to Christians, you you don't hide anything like people are drawn to God, the God that's in you so that you can point them to Jesus. So I think sometimes we try so hard to almost push the gospel on people instead of inviting them into the gospel, into the, into that, the love of God and the truth of God. And, you know, there's a line in here, Michael W. Smith says, you know, I think people just think God's angry at them and he's not. I think he just wants them to know he loves them. That is such a simple, small line in that film. You're watching all of these, you know, Italian songs and the countryside and, you know, this fun conversation. And then you hear that, that message. It's so small, but how powerful is that? So many people think that God is angry at them. And just to simply say, he's not, he loves you. And I think there were a lot of moments in this film that really pointed to Jesus without pushing Jesus. Does that make sense? And I think I think if we would get better at inviting people into the gospel versus pushing it on them, it's an invitation. I mean, that's what the Bible talks about. It's an invitation to come to God. And I think that's what this does. It invites people. It makes them think about God. What matters in life? What really what really matters? Family, faith, forgiveness, all of these are waypoints in our direction towards God. Talk to me about just your your joy of what you're doing here. Being being you know following Andrea Bocelli while he's on a on a horse driving through this amazing scenery. Just talk to me about your experience in that. Oh yeah, I mean it was such a fun opportunity. I mean I'm not gonna lie, it was work, but it was just being on the road and um, well seeing the seeing all the beautiful scenery and the Italian food and. But honestly, just hearing, being like a fly on the wall to hear some of these conversations, you know, we actually did a three-part series along with the film that you'll see, and that's airing in Europe right now. But there was so much amazing content that happened and just funny moments too, like along the way that um, I really got to know all these artists and just really love them. I mean, we went out, you know, we hung out. It wasn't just, just work. You know, we had time to really have even more conversations along the way. And I think that was probably my favorite part, just really seeing that they are who you would hope they are, like they really are genuine. They really love the Lord. And there was such humility in all the artists we had on that trip. That was really amazing. So uh, other things for TBN, um, I, I was just, I came across something called Lioness that you directed. 
Yes. Yes. That, well, that, that hasn't come out yet that, um, I went over to Israel and I was there for several months, um, and just interviewed women in, in the military and what it's like to be over there, um, you know, fighting certain, you know, issues and, uh, went with, um, an EMT that went over in that they would go into Syria and bring medical aid, um, in the dead of night, um, uh, with girls that were like 18 years old, you know, that are, that are protecting their, their families. It was really interesting. And so, um, yeah, I have, that hasn't come out yet, but we're still working on that one. So, so, so you, you, you directed that, what all did you do on that? Yes. Yes. I directed it. Mm-hmm. That's I amazing. Directed it producing. Was- yeah. Was this, was this, have you had, I mean, have you directed other things? Was this your first thing you directed or like, cause that's. Um, I would say this is one of the bigger ones. I've directed um, a lot of like teaching series in the past, um, done a lot of producing and writing on those. So we wear a lot of hats in our, at our company. So we do a lot of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. My head, I didn't know which hat I was wearing half the time on the project <laughs> I'm on. Have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, it would be great if there was one location I could go to to learn about what new Christian movies are coming out and where I could see them and interesting stories and news about the latest films and stuff like that? Well, guess what? There's a place and it's called, wait for it, faithfilmfan.com. If you like Christian movies and you want us to make more of them, you got to go buy a ticket because they're not cheap. So plan a movie night out at faithfilmfan.com. You can also find this podcast on there as well. Thanks for supporting films that are worth watching at faithfilmfan.com. So um, talking about directing, do you, do you enjoy that? Is that something you, you, uh, you know, and then what, what led you to think of that women in Israel in the military? Where, how did that come about? And, and, you know, how did the documentary on that come about? Because, you know, I'm a, as a documentary filmmaker, I'm really interested in those kinds of things. Yeah, um, that one, we had a, a gentleman actually that was from Israel come over and uh, he had this script he had written. Um, and of course, it had to be kind of revised and reworked based on what we act. A documentary is like, I feel like the the script is such a, is like bullet points, you know, it never really turns into what you would think. Um, and really, it's learning to ask the right questions to get to the meat of or the heart of the issues. And so um, when that came across, our path. I was just like, this is such an amazing story. And these women are so brave and we just don't hear about them very often. We don't hear about uh, what it really takes to uh, protect your families in certain parts of the world. And, um, and yeah, I just did a lot of research on what was happening over there. And, um, and I was like, I love this. I just, I want to tell their story. So yeah, it was a really fun opportunity for sure. When you're passionate about something like that, it's so engaging. It's so you're creative, but like I remember Stephen and Alex had never done a documentary before. Uh, mm. They were wanting to talk about the script, you know, and it's like, there's no script guys. <laughs> there is no such thing as a nope. script. You can, you can have ideas, but you're going to interview somebody and they're going to start talking about something that you had no idea that they're exactly. going to start talking about. And they're going to talk about this, this thing that happened and this big thing. And you're like, uh, you know, and all of a sudden the whole movie changes and pivots on this one thing that they say, and all of a sudden you've got this whole other rich storyline now that you never even knew. And yes. I, I, and by the time you get into the editing, you do these interviews. By the time you're in the editing room, you got you got eight or nine different documentaries you can make. So oh, absolutely. And the more open you are to that, I think the better it can be. Because if if you have if you go into it 
with this idea of this is what I want. I think you, you cripple yourself. Like it, ne- it really needs to be this open-handed idea of let's see what this brings. Let's see what the story leads to, you know? And I think that makes those make the best documentaries for sure. You enjoy doing the interviews on the doc? Oh, I love it. I love asking questions. My husband says that like our whole first year of dating was asking questions. So I love to really just get to the heart of, of issues and just, yeah. I think everyone has a story and I think you, you just have to know the right questions to ask, to find that story. Yeah. Do you go in with notes? I do. I always go prepared, kind of knowing an idea of background or, um, and then I usually, uh, I do a lot of praying before I go in to ask questions I might not think to ask. Yeah. Do you look at notes when you do interviews? Do you look, do you look, do you have notes in your lap or do you yeah, I do have notes. I typically kind of know where I'm going. A, a lot of times I'll have a note, like a couple specific things I want to ask. But once that I think the key is you really have to listen. I think a lot of people are tied to notes and questions. And if you aren't really listening to the answers, you're going to miss a caveat. You're going to miss a moment to take that question. Something they said really stood out. Let's go down that road instead. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because I don't go in with notes. I don't, I don't do, yeah. I don't go in with notes. I, I, I want to have eye contact the whole time. Mm-hmm. I want to be engaged. Oh yeah. The whole time. That's important. My eyes, I don't ever want my eyes to go down and look at my lap, you know, and look at my mm-hmm. notes in my lap. I don't want to break that. I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them empathy or laughing or you know, whatever they're talking about. I'm encouraging. And, and, and I tell them, this is like, we're going to Cracker Barrel and just having, you know, just having lunch. This is, that's all yeah. this is just a conversation. But then as you listen, you pay attention, then you can ask questions and dig in. And what I found so important, so powerful is when they discover something about themselves that they didn't know, mm. and they're discovering it and you're filming it, yeah. you know, how did that make you, how did you feel when that happened? You know, and, and you get them, you get into you know, what, tell me what happened is one thing. How did you yeah. feel? How did that, how were you, what were you feeling when that happened? That's a whole other con- conversation. And so then when they're discovering something for the first time about themselves, they didn't really know how they felt, then they're verbalizing it. So powerful. So I can't, any idea when this will come out? I'm, I'm, I, you got me excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now that we're done with the this premiere, we'll see. I think um, we're going to revisit it. You know, we had to put it on the back burner for, we had COVID hit. So yes. we weren't able to finish some of the stories. So, you know, it's funny because even with the Andrea Bocelli Christmas production we did, we did that after we did the journey, but the journey came out. So you never know when something's going to come out. It's just, that's just the way the film industry is for sure. That was, was the journey, was that filmed during COVID? was because i mean notice the a lot of the string players are sitting you know six feet apart they're like far apart from each other i'm going <laughs> that's got to be covid you know it was right as covid was it like kind of the the full pandemic was ending so italy was actually still closed down but um people were being able to get back out into life again yeah just travel wasn't wasn't fully going on yet production uh you know challenges with covid what were some of your challenges as going through the production of that how you na- managed that well, I definitely didn't like taking a COVID test three times. <laughs> it was like every two days you're taking a COVID test. And it was the worst COVID test over there, I just got to say. But um, no, it was uh, that, um, yeah, one of the biggest thing was, things was, you know, when we're going into these villages, you, everyone's wearing masks. So you just have to embrace that and realize, hey, this is the season we're in. Um, we don't show a lot of those in the film. We show more of like this, the little villages in the series, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was something, it, you know, when, if 
we had to be very careful. No one got COVID. So we didn't have issues there with having to shut down the crew. Um, we had a large crew, but we had them kind of more in, in sex segments. So we didn't have as much of an issue, but I did lose an audio guy for to COVID at one point. So we had to bring someone in last minute. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. well, now, now I noticed, uh, Andrea Bocelli is meeting the Pope. Was yes. that something that was done as part of this film or, or was that an earlier thing that happened that you, you use the footage? And then how do you coordinate a meeting with a Pope? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a feat in itself. <laughs> um, you know, they don't do that very often and it's very rare to be able to actually take cameras in. Um, but, you know, Andrea is a man of deep, deep faith. And in this particular situation, Pope Francis felt like the mission of the journey was to take people on a, sp a spiritual pilgrimage. And so he uh, felt like this was something that he could bless, I guess is a good way to put it. And um, we brought Andrea and Veronica and their daughter. And he he prayed over, the just gave a blessing to the journey that the, he was going to take from Rome to his hometown in Laotico. I mean, 200 miles on horseback is a, is a long journey. So yeah, we were glad to have the blessing for sure. Did, did he ride that whole... 200 miles? Did he absolutely did. He would not take a shortcut. He would not skip a beat. I mean, even if that meant he went to the hotel, came back to the, to the, where he stopped and then kept going. We had to do, he wanted to do it all. He didn't want to. Yeah. That, that hurts my rear end just thinking about it. <laughs> it hurt it too, I'm sure. <laughs> wow. 200 yeah. miles on a horse. I mean, yeah. just the thought of that is just like that. I have no interest in doing that. You know, just my rear end would just be so sore. So, so he would, um, uh, you know, how, how would like, like, what would be the logistics of that? Like, cause he's yeah. blind too. I mean, does he have any sight at all? Does he have some, um, I mean, vision? he's, he's pretty, I mean, no, I think he sees a little bit of like light and, and dark a little bit, but no, he's, I mean, it definitely, he, he's, I would say declare fully blind, but um, yeah. So he, he says he becomes one with the horse when he rides, he's ridden since he was a young boy. So that's something that he's very passionate about. He's an actually very good, a horseman. Um, but so he, Veronica would ride with him. They, we had someone um, maybe like 600 yards ahead that they could, that was kind of going along the trail and watching, you know, making sure that they were going the right direction. But Veronica, you'll, we took it out. You don't hear it as much, but she'll like say left or right occasionally if you start to get off. But in general, his horse too is very well trained. So, you know, excellent horses and good horsemen and great companions. And we made it happen. So how long did it take? How long was the 200 mile journey? How long did that take? Well, we were on the road for 21 days. So, okay. So he did that. So yeah. he would ride for how long would he ride for during the day? Uh, six, six hours, a lot of times, um, or we would do a morning break for lunch and then he would ride into the evening. It just depended on the trail and where we were going to stop for and the I concerts noticed, the next day. Or I noticed a lot of the shots were golden hour. You know, a lot of it was, you know, right, yeah. right. When that sun's coming up, just that amazing light. And then as the sun's going down, Great light. So then you would, you'd get the early morning, get that great sunlight, take a little break for lunch. You know, when the sun's at its highest, mm -hmm. then go back for another two or three hours as you get that great light at the end. Yeah. I mean, there were some days he, if, if he, depending on the terrain, if there was a day that he wasn't able, they weren't able to go as far the next day, they would do even more hours just because like I said, he didn't want to skip any of it. Wow. So was that all had to be coordinated, you know, in yeah. advance? Okay. This day we're going to ride from here to here. We're going to break here. Then we're going to pick up and then go for another three hours and then break here. 
yeah, it was extremely coordinated. Uh, the logistics side was um, so detailed. They did a scout earlier, um, you know, weeks in advance where they rode the whole, someone else rode the whole trail to figure out any issues. Um, there were some areas we couldn't even take cameras because it, it we couldn't get the car there. Um, we just used drone shots sometimes. So, I mean, when we talk about a logistics nightmare, it definitely could have been a logistics nightmare, but I think there was some special blessing on this particular part project. Yeah. The, the drone shots, the shots of so much of Italy, you get to see so much of the countryside, you know, not, not a lot of what you would normally see when you see Italy. This is like, it, it was like a, uh, I'm taking a trip, uh, with Andrea, you know, and he's, he's talking, talking to the musical artists. I love the, you know, the one guy, he's like, well, I've never ridden a horse before. <laughs> Torin, yes. That was just, the funniest thing. Yeah. Torin, well, he had never ridden horse before. To be honest, Andrea was like, he's a great horseman. He's great at this. But, um, but yeah, it, that was his first time to ever ride a horse. And he was riding it in Italy for like hours. <laughs> I was like, well, I've, I've never ridden a horse before. And right now I'm just trying to pretend like I'm, you know, not terrified. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, a lot of those moments. Yeah. So, so, so the film is uh, the journey, a music special from Andrea Bocelli. It's going to be uh, in theaters starting April second for the for the week through through Easter. And uh, you can get information about how you can uh, get tickets to this by going to thejourney.movie. Thejourney.movie. So now we've got the new dot movie thing going on. You yep. See, um, <laughs> that's new now. I'm seeing that a lot now. Um, the journey dot movie. So what do you want to see with this, uh, Christian? What, what, are, what are your, your hopes and dreams for, for this project? Yeah, I just hope that it brings all different types of people together to watch it. I mean, I do think it reaches not just Christians, not just music fans. I think it reaches, um, a lot of different people. And I hope that they'll come and just be refreshed. You know, the people who've watched it so far, the, the, one of the responses we keep getting is I just felt so refreshed when I left, like so uplifted. And that's really what I hope it does. It just, you know, brings joy, uh, peace and uh, just refreshing to people. So TBN owns it. So I'm, you know, I'm assuming you'll obviously, you know, eventually end up on TBN, but mm -hmm. are there any plans for it? Like to get on to PBS or something like that or, or other outlets? Yeah, so uh, Sky and Paramount Plus picked it up internationally, and so I think we're looking at possibly them picking it up here as well. So a Paramount Plus thing. Oh, that's amazing. That is great. That's great because it does have you know he's he's there in church. He's singing Amazing Grace. You know he's praying, and and so you definitely see those. You know who he's who he's praying to. You know, because you can tell because he's there in church. You know, so so that's great. That's awesome. Well, Christian man. Fantastic. Thanks for being on the program. And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing when Linus comes out. I, I'm ready for that. Get that going. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and like us. Hey, would you tell a friend about the show? That would really help us out. You can find out more by going to faithfilmfan.com. That's faithfilmfan.com. I'm your host, Rick Altizer. We'll be back soon for another episode of the Faith Film Fan Podcast.